Hi everyone, welcome to our live Need to Know podcast. Hello, we're so excited. <laughs> this is the first time we've ever done this. We haven't gone live in quite some time on YouTube, but we've never done a podcast before live. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of you might know, you've not even know Gina, who is my co-host on the Need to Know podcast. So I see everybody, we've got a computer here. I see everybody tuning in from all over the world. I saw a lot of pizza questions earlier. Uh, for some reason, very specific on pizza. It's pizza That's grand. day. I'll get to those. I saw Tom is making my biscuits. Um, I saw somebody wants to see waffles and maybe George will make an appearance. Keep your comments coming in because we're going to check on these throughout the live. What we're going to do is run through a live version of our Need to Know podcast. Now, for those of you who don't know, we have a podcast and it's called Need to Know. You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts. And um, we're in episode 50 something. Uh, it's, it's, I have to, I think it's, it's popular. fun. I think yeah. it's popular. And um, it's all about baking. And I'll, I'll tell you a little bit of rundown. Mm-hmm. Um, Gina, you introduce yourself first because Gina okay. is my co-host on the Need to Know podcast. Yes. So you introduce yourself Hello, first. Hello everyone. My name is Gina. I'm sort of the amateur baker. I come to Gemma with all of my questions. Pop culture obsessed. As you'll learn, I love everything chocolate, sweets, and baking. Um, but Gemma is that guiding light to teach me <laughs> everything that I need to know and all of the mistakes that I can, I make. Um, Gina, um, so what Gina normally does is a rundown. Um, mm-hmm. And she gets my, I want to say my uh, like educated opinion. What's the, what's the word? Yeah, expertise. I, well, often she just tells me about TikTok videos and I get really <laughs> upset. But uh, what we do is we do a kind of a, like a structure. We do hot from the oven, mm-hmm. which are... Um, like hot topics right now in the world, uh, the baking world, in the food world, um, lots of different stuff that we that we see during throughout the week and, and questions that Gina has. Then we do a grain of salt. And this is baking trivia. And uh, so you guys might really like this, you know. Gemma's did, been crushing it also Just lately, lately yeah. I have been, but there's been some times <laughs> where I don't get it. And then ask Gemma, which mm-hmm. I have to say is a little bit what you call stump Gemma. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't, I, I don't know if I like that 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 name. But uh, ask Gemma is like ask me baking questions. Sometimes I will admit I don't always 100% know the answer, but I do look into it after. Yes, and that's what Google is for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to let you know before we start uh, doing our podcast, um, keep your questions coming in. Thank you so much to everybody from tuning for tuning in live all over the world. I saw somebody from Britain, so and it's cool. definitely 12 o'clock. Of Britain right now, yeah, uh, Brazil. I'm not sure what time it is there. Um, we. I want you to let you know that this podcast is brought to you today by the Bold Baking Academy. Uh, I know some of you are members. For those of you who are not, you can go to our website right now, academy.biggerbolderbaking.com, and do a 10 day free trial right now. And um, you can get access to all of our classes. Um, the the we have long detailed videos over there, course materials. We do some amazing over the top recipes. We get into a lot of technique things that I. I've learned over my 20 plus years as a professional chef. I share those things with you over in the Bold Baking Academy. So academy.biggerbolderbaking.com. Go check that out. Sign up for your free trial today. You get 10 days. Have you signed up for your free trial? I'm going to now. Do 10 that. free do days. Do that now, please. Um, okay, let's do what we're going to do. Hot from the oven? Yeah, okay. let's dive let's right hot from in. the oven and then we're going to get to some of your questions. Okay, awesome. So our first topic in hot from the oven is dump cake. Oh, I know dump cake. And I know we've talked a little bit about this. So basically, this is saying that it's the perfect lazy weekend baking recipe. So they're also explaining that it's similar to a cobbler, which I know we've talked about quite a bit. We've 
delved into that whole topic. So basically, for those of you who don't know, a dump cake, you make it by dumping anywhere from three to five ingredients. So don't go too overboard. I feel like I would be the person going overboard, like 12 things I want in my cake. Um, And actually, you don't need a mixing bowl. No, you don't. So nice. So this recipe I found, you pour two cans of your fruit pie filling of choice. They use a blueberry and cherry, which I thought was interesting. Blueberry and cherry. I'm not the biggest cherry fan, but you can continue. I love I love a good cherry flavor. And then this is where it got interesting. You sprinkle one box of Mm store-bought cake mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what dump cake is. But how does that cook? My my brain well, you really goes to... You do more, though. You do more. Yeah. So then you can put three to five. So they do that. You melt the rest of your stick of butter that you opened, yeah. and you drizzle that over the top, and you bake for 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. So my immediate thought is, how... Does it bake funky? No, no, it doesn't. So so I'll tell you what happened. So I, I am not an expert on dump cakes. Okay. I only found out about them the last few years, obviously, since living in the US. Yes. It's a US thing. Traditionally, I'd love to know where it originates from because it's a really yeah, smart idea. I bet you like Betty Crocker came up with it or something. It's genius. But um, you get a dried box cake mix. You get your whatever you're filling and you don't have to use canned uh, filling, like pie filling. Mm-hmm. You can do... Uh, uh, apples, fruit? fresh fruit, okay. and a little bit of sugar, and like just like you would make, you make a normal pie filling, and then you can get a, a box cake mix, sprinkle it over the top, melt butter, and then just make sure that you hydrate the dry mixture with your butter as you pour it over and yeah, try so and get a covering. How, do you, how is it not dry? You don't mix. It can sometimes. I've made them before. Um, they can be. They can have little dry patches. You okay. can. So just try and get that butter everywhere. Now the one that I have made, I've made a from scratch homemade dump cake so you use just basic flour and sugar raising mm-hmm. agent and then you melt some butter so it's not a box cake mix it's a little bit better for you and um, really fun idea and you don't mix it this is all like Gina was saying there's no mixing of a batter this yeah. is all just in the one pan so you're just putting it in your cake pan and then throwing it in the yeah. oven yeah it's genius it's okay. delicious so my question for you is what is your ideal dump cake ingredients your three give me three um I think it's something like strawberries, I guess my mm-hmm. fruit. Because I love strawberry cobbler, so I think that would be a thing. Um, would you do vanilla cake? Yes. Okay. Vanilla and and butter. Butter, but, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works. I think I would do chocolate cake. And oh, you know what? I never thought of chocolate cake. You chocolate can do that. Chocolate cake, like maybe an Oreo and then like some melted caramel. Where's your fruit though? Stick- oh, right. I need fruit. <laughs> is an Oreo your fruit? <laughs> yeah, an Oreo is my fruit of choice. No, I guess cherries. I love chocolate cherry combo. So I would have to say cherry. That's a nice one. I like that. Also, chocolate and pears go really well together. Oh. Yeah, really I don't well. know if I've had that mm-hmm. combo. So my other question is, could you do this with a boxed brownie mix? Absolutely you could. Like dump brownies. Yeah. And use the hydrating liquids that you normally put. Like butter or oil. But you, so if it's, it's, sometimes it's butter. I would say if it says oil, use melted butter. Mm. And um, then, and do whatever liquid it says. Yeah, do that. Okay. Absolutely you can. Because that, like, I feel that's like that's actually, more my speed. I just said to you, that's actually really smart, Gina. Uh, that's, <laughs> no, that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> okay. Because I am like, a dump brownie recipe right up my alley. I love it. I just want to say before we move on to the yeah. next thing, uh, hi to somebody, uh, John Dorothy is tuning in from Dorothy. I'm sorry, my 
voice and my accent's gone crazy <laughs> from Ireland. Um, the Google dump cake, dump cake for those of you who don't know it. Somebody's tuning in from Kansas. Uh, I see a lot of questions about yeast and stuff and people who tuned in earlier uh, were asking about pizzas. Yeah, let's so, talk about that. Um, we can talk about that just for a brief minute before we move on. Mastering pizza dough. I don't think it, it's not to say Roz. Roz, mm-hmm. I don't think that has to do with your um, dough. It might be to do with the temperature of your liquid. It might be to do, she asked about or they asked about not being able to get pizza dough, not being able to master pizza dough. It could have something to do with your oven. Um, I think that's what temperature of the water yeah, too. Yeah, room temperature or blood temperature. So put your finger in and if you don't feel the water around your finger, it's blood temperature. So use that. Huh. Too hot, it will um, kill your yeast. Too cold and it won't activate it. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeast is an, it can be intimidating for the first time, yeah. like baking with yeast. Yeah, it can. It, it can be tricky. It's a, it takes practice. Yeah. Okay, you go ahead. Somebody's okay. tuning in from Wisconsin. Oh my right. gosh. Next up, Daisy Ridley. She was in Star Wars and she basically just. I have just, no idea who that is. Okay, so she's right here. I have a little photo for Gemma. Anyway, so she just celebrated her 30th birthday. Oh, I remember that. So she posted this photo. Okay. It's this giant cake mm-hmm. and it looks like a cheesecake. Then it got me thinking, we haven't talked too much about cheesecake. So yeah. a beginner baker, an amateur baker like myself, what is your go-to cheesecake recipe? Like your eat simplest way to make it. Um, you know, I would say my baked cheesecake from my book. Oh, okay. Um, it's Baked cheesecake is really easy because you're not using gelatin. You're baking it in the oven. Um, it's really simple. Do you usually use gelatin in cheesecake? In, in, in a non-baked cheesecake, absolutely. You wow. have to. You have to set with the amount of cream in there and sometimes depending on where you are in the world cheese, yep. cream cheese can be very soft mm-hmm. you set it with a little bit of gelatin or some sort of setting agent um baked cheesecakes they're delicious they're way easier to make than you would think uh, i have some on biggerbolderbaking.com my one um on the in the book with blueberries in it that's my favorite so try that one. Yum. Okay. Yeah. So speaking of cheesecakes, what's the biggest challenge you think people run into or you personally have run into that can go wrong when baking a cheesecake? When baking a cheesecake? Mm-hmm. I think well, cheesecake well, in general. Both, I guess in general. Yeah. It's the, it's the, it's the, um, the gelatin or agar agar or whatever it is you're using to set it. Um, it can be tricky. A little bit like you were saying, yeast can be tricky to work with. It can be tricky for people to know how to set the gelatin, how to sponge it. And Ooh. then it has to be, if it's too hot, going into your ingredients. What's sponging the gelatin? Um, you 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 um, re, you kind of hydrate it. Okay. And am I, no, blooming, blooming. blooming. I'm sorry. Ooh, I'm blooming. I like that. Oh. Blooming the gelatin. Blooming the gelatin. Um. So you really have to be careful with gelatin. It's That's just, like gelatin can be a little bit harder to careful, work with. So yeah. you just have to know the do's and don'ts. I will say that we have a month of the uh, cheesecakes in the Bold Baking Academy. Good segue, Perfect Gina. Perfect timing. And um, that is with both baked and non-baked cheesecakes. So, and then if you, and then using different setting agents. So there's a real variety there. And this is also like a common thing. I feel like, say you're using cherries or even blueberries you had mentioned. Yeah. Um, how do you keep them from getting soggy? I feel like that's a big thing yeah in the cheesecake or it's sinking almost yeah the sinking is because it's thinner that that's very common yeah it's because the blueberries the the batter is thin and your your blueberries uh, are heavy and they sink to the bottom if you're have a nice big thick batter Mm. um they will they don't normally they don't have time to fall like think about it like thick you have something thin you have something heavy and it's just going right to the bottom so um yeah that can happen that that can be quite common in 
in um they sort of settle cheesecakes yeah i will tell you that one way to prevent that sometimes is, is we do it in cakes is tossing it in flour i don't think that works for cheesecakes oh really yeah okay and am i correct in saying is it a spring form pan spring form pan is that the one where the sides yeah. come off like the last yeah you need that for a cheesecake because you can't lift it out it's like you've got your base and everything oh, in right. there so it's you like need stuff. to open up from the side <laughs> and i actually also read that you can, if you want just a little, right? Say you're just baking this cheesecake for yourself yeah. or like you and another person. I read that you can half the recipe and you can use a loaf pan. I don't recommend I that. was going to say, this is my question. I was <laughs> Who like, said that? does Gemma recommend doing this? I don't this? recommend that, no. Because it would get, do you use uh, paper? Like how would you even line that? So you can't, don't do it. Okay, Gemma is okay. saying no <laughs> Gina, to the loaf don't do pan. that. I won't do it. All right, so... Okay, so my other question was, they talked about having this recipe, right? So like cut yeah. it in half, make a smaller version. Is that the same way? Because I know we've talked in the past about, this goes for any recipe, doubling recipes. You yeah. sort of have to be careful with your ratios. Just make sure, yeah, some, some double better than others. Okay, and having, mm-hmm. if you're like having a cake or making a smaller batch, yeah. can you evenly just cut everything in half? You can, unless it's your, your cookie recipe says three eggs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, you yeah. have to... So right, because then what would you Once you, do? you start to... Uh, this is a very good... I'm saying this to you also. Okay. Once you start to um, to kind of dissect recipes and to uh, divide them, multiply them or whatever, um, there is a risk that something... Maybe, like, I do this all the time. I multiply wrong. Yeah. And I'm doing... I'm and I, and I'm, conce- I'm not concentrating and uh, I just... I, I make a little mistake. You lose track. So... Um, just do the recipe the way that it is. Okay. And speaking <laughs> of recipes, you know, people will bake for a really long time. When did you find yourself getting comfortable to sort of play with a recipe? Do you recommend people just try that from the beginning? Like adding things? No, or... I would say find your feet first. Okay. Yeah, that's a good question. Find yeah. your feet first. Get comfortable with the recipe you have in front of you. Then elaborate from, like, go from there. Because even I think of recipes that I, like family recipes, I'm nervous to sort of, like, yeah. adjust them. But I guess it just become be a comfortable baker. It takes time. Yeah. I want to give a shout out to Tom. Is Tom O? I wonder is it it's not Tom Quinn from the Academy. Um, is asking questions about pizza and he's gonna make my biscuits tomorrow, I oh, think, yeah. which um that's very exciting. So um people are tuning in from Canada. What is next on our list? All right, next up we are doing blueberry buckle. What's that? Have you heard of this? I've heard of a buckle. It's, uh, it's kind of the it. same world of dump cake, isn't it? Well, okay. So I'd never heard of um, blueberry buckle and it's sort of like a streusel topped coffee cake, sort of with loads of fresh fruit stirred into the batter. Yeah. So it's mm. sort of like a big mix. I don't know that. I love coffee cake. So when I heard this, I was all in because, you know, you're yeah. like, oh, I'm eating breakfast, but it's just cake. You know, it's delicious. Um, so they were talking about cinnamon is the classic spice to add the flavor. Um, and don't be afraid to use other spices like cardamom. Mm-hmm. Do you bake with cardamom a Not lot? Not a lot. I will tell you, um, Ami, who is here um, helping develop recipes and is my culinary superstar, she... Um, is never afraid because um, she grew up with a lot of these different spices and right. she's never afraid to experiment and add them into my baking, whereas I'd be nor- more traditional. So we we have, since she's been on the team, started to experiment more with cardamom and uh, other flavors. Is it similar to um, like a cinnamon? No, it's not. It's quite floral Ooh, and yum. perfumey. So, it's some, so you do, ha- some, some people make a mistake by using 
uh, putting it in like cinnamon where you like you need a tiny amount to get like the you know to get all that flavor so that's not one for one they're not like no no don't no absolutely like not it's not the same thing that's it's good absolutely to know. not the same thing okay don't do that Gina please okay. um but uh but yeah we, we do a saffron in our baking we have a shrikland um I hope I'm saying that right for people who are tuning in from India shrikland shrikland uh that Ami um created that we put on biggerbolderbaking.com and that is a a yogurt based hung dessert and it has saffron in it and it has cardamom mm. it's really delicious and uh so yeah I, I um I'm I'm more uh I've opened up to this world a little bit more than nice. I have been before so are you do you like coffee cake you asked me I went you asked me a question I went off on a tangent no, it's okay yes and what is your breakfast pastry of choice an almond croissant Wow, that wasn't fast immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So, do you like it with any like filling or like you know like a chocolate filled croissant or no, just no, 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 almond? no, 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 no. Almond. Do not mess it up. Just almond. Um, a a a, a cro- an almond croissant, which is a day old croissant. Oh, okay. Yeah. Always. This is how they repurpose them. They get frangipan that you would have in your kitchen. Like, what is it called? A frangipan. It's frangipan. an almond paste. Okay. You would put that in the middle. Um, you'd cut it open, put it in the middle, sandwich it on top, put a little more frangipan on top, some sprinkled almonds. Yeah. So, and I only learned this from a French guy the other day when we were in Napa last week on this uh, this retreat with the Wheat Foods Council of America. Mm-hmm. And this uh, French chef told me, who works in LA, that they you dip them in a sugar syrup. A syrup? And not even sugar syrup, sugar water, like, you know, a a stock syrup, a simple syrup. You dip them in that and then you bake them again. And they, and you do, you often see them kind of flat. Yeah. Because sometimes people put pans on them. But anyway, long story short, almond croissant is the best in the world. I can tell you where, we've been all around LA eating almond croissants. Tell me where. There's a great place in Toluca Lake that uh, is near us here in Studio City. That's delicious. Um, I have to say, I was just talking to Zach today, Tartine, which is a bakery out of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. They make, there's one down, there's a few down in LA. The one in Santa Monica that we used to go to makes an amazing almond croissant. And then there's oh. a great place in Beverly Hills that I, it's a French place and I can't remember the name. I've never been like a croissant person, but now. I'm not a croissant conv- person. I think you've no, convinced no, almond me. croissants are so much better. It sounds delicious. Oh, it's so yummy. Oh, yum. Okay. What else you got for me? All right. So next we're going to be talking about cold ovens. No, Gina, don't put stuff in a cold oven. Gemma's <laughs> reaction. I have a lot of questions. No, it's not a thing. I mean, people are saying, no, you could, there's never a time where you do this. Go ahead. So this is. But I'm already saying no. This article says a cold oven is the secret to your best pound cake. Move on to the next question. Please. Okay. First, I want to dive into pound cake. Is it difficult to make? No. Pound cake, I feel like, is a good starter recipe. Yeah, it's super wrong, easy. Right? Yeah. But it's really, it's dense. Mm-hmm. Okay. And can you add, this is like me being me, but can you add more flavors into the pound cake? Could yeah. you like mix some, like. It's kind of forgiving. You can okay. add cinnamon, cardamom. Okay. You can add lemon in there, zest of, of oh, citrus. Sweet. You yeah. can add chocolate in there if you want to. Uh, on the website, we have done tons of different flavored pound cakes. They're, they're always such a big hit. We did one recently that was a huge hit on um, the the Bigger Boulder Baking Facebook page, okay. which was a lemon one for spring. Oh and um, that it sounds was delicious. so great. Okay, so head to Bigger Boulder Baking if you guys want some more. Now I'm yeah. going to get into the... The, the, the oven. You're going oven. to upset me now. You know that, know. right? Okay. okay. Well, first of all, so you you're a pound cake fan. It's a yes yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's so butter and that. sugar and flour. Who doesn't love that, right? Why do we need to preheat the oven? Because this got me thinking. 
Is preheating, can you put it in a cold oven and why is preheating necessary? Why is it not necessary? Why is somebody not now doing this? Well, they said that basically the old oven pound cake, it first appeared in the early, I'm giving a history lesson now, in the early 20th century in advertisements, right? And it was basically designed to have um, homemakers replace their wood fired ovens with gas stoves that were being introduced. Okay. But they say, obviously the thick, brown crust. It's reminiscent of toasty caramel. They said that you can actually put it in a cold oven because a longer baking time and lower temperature allows the leavening more time to work before the cake sets, resulting in a fluffier, bigger cake. Okay. You, you hit on, you, you hit, you, something you said was very interesting. And I hear this a lot, which is, can I actually do this? Yeah. You can actually do whatever you want. Okay. <laughs> okay? So let's just put that out there. You can do Go whatever you want. If you want to um, like broil your brownies, you can do that. Is it going to work out? No, it's not. It's not going to work out. So don't do that. But um, preheat your oven. I know what they're saying. They're saying, so the thing about pound cake is that mm-hmm. has a long bake time. We've one on the, on the website, bunt cakes especially, an hour and 20 minutes. They, they're oh very dense. They're very dense. They take a long time and they're Because they're, they're heavy. They're yeah, heavy. Okay. I don't recommend that. I just don't recommend it. Can you do it? Yes, you can do it. Should you do it? No, don't do that. Okay. So, all right. No, Gemma's voting no. (laughs) I'm like, I might try it, but it's a no from Gemma. Oh yeah, I have a cold. uh, Or sorry, it's a cold oven. I'm sorry, I do have a cold. I have, um, I'm getting over a cold. Um, I want, uh, let's, uh, before we get on to the next, like, what's our next uh, area we asked? We're going to do grain of salt. Grain of salt. stump Gemma. Yeah. Oh, we're going to stump Gemma next. Yes. Okay. So we're going to move on to that. But before we do, let's just take a few. Yeah. Um, let's just check in on everybody, see how they're doing. Uh, for all the recipes, everybody head over to biggerbolderbaking.com. Um, we have people tuning in from Mexico. Um, somebody in, or somebody asking about lamingtons. You know, I've never, mm. have you ever had lamington before? I don't think so. Yeah, you should look those up, actually. It'd be interesting to talk about. It's an Australian, oh no, no, I'm afraid now it's not Australian. It is Australian. Okay. It's a little, um, it's a cake and it has jam in the middle and I think it's covered in chocolate and coconut. Love I could be already. wrong. I've never had one though. And I, I spent, I, I live, I didn't live, I, I was in Australia for like six months and this uh, I never had one. Interesting, because they're asking about um, German chocolate cake, yeah, which I that? love. And they're asking, do you have any tips for making German chocolate cake with homemade frosting? Yeah, yeah. On the website, I have um, my best ever fudge frosting. That's what I use. Yeah, it's really good. That sounds delicious. Um, it's on- German chocolate cake. Do they usually have... Um, What's that other frosting that's usually on top of the it? The coconut one. Yes. I don't get that. Yeah, you don't like it. You like no, the chocolate. I you love the love that. likes the chocolate one, yeah. No, I don't. I just don't get... I just... I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get co- it's not that like, cake is not for me. But then also I realized that chocolate cake is not my go-to cake either. Mm-hmm. But red velvet you like. Yeah, that's right? not chocolate. That's not chocolate. Yeah. I mean it has chocolate in it. Right, yes. Right, right. It's not a chocolate cake. Um, but anyway. Um can you make a cookie brownie cake in one pan and layers? Like I said, you can do whatever you want to it's do. It's like a dump cake, sort of, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure you you can try it. Go for it. A I'm not gonna stop you. A stuffed pepper. No, cake. you know that I said you can do anything you yeah. want. <laughs> no, glowing wheels, boy. You know you can't do that. <laughs> no stuffed Please pepper cupcake. Don't do that. Okay, we're gonna um, we're gonna do our stump jamma. Yes. Keep your questions coming in. I want to say thank you to everybody for tuning into our live podcast. Um, for those of you who don't uh, didn't know, we have a need to know podcast with over fifty episodes. Yep. Um, listen to our pod. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts. 
We have a we lot are, of good info on there. A lot we of good info. Everything. We are at live. We have, is, that, is that right? Is that what you say? Live? live. We are new. No, we have a new episode. Yep. Every Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it releases every single Sunday. So um, make sure to check us out. And if you guys have any questions ever, leave them on our Instagram, Need to Know. Leave them in our social media. The Need to Know Instagram is the best place to do that. And Jen, Gina gets them to me throughout. Yep. Just so you know, when Gina, uh, the topics and everything that she researches, I never know she what never they knows. are. Yeah. So this is all always new uh, information to me. Often upsetting, like the often thing. <laughs> or a TikTok. Or a TikTok. Um, which I just don't get because every time I open the app, it screams at me. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, but anyways, go ahead. Okay, so true or false? Okay. Discovering the chocolate chip cookie recipe was a mistake. The, the, the discovering of? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm going to guess it was a mistake. Yes. See, Gemma, you guys, she's... That was really, a guess, though. Yeah. I don't okay. know. Why was it a mistake? So it started as an attempt. Um, some baker was trying to make pure chocolate cookies. By adding chopped up chocolate in it. Oh, and yeah. And then it sort of just ended up being a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, and of course. it doesn't like become all chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, next one. You guys, okay. Gemma is like really crushing these stuff. Keep going. I, I can't click with this hand. Keep okay. going. True or false? <laughs> yeah. You should coat things like fruit and chocolate chips in flour <gasps> before adding them to your mix. Um, Excuse me. Who already told you that? You did. I did. That one is true. Yes, that one is true. You cover that with a cheesecake and everything. All right. Don't flip a pancake until the batter is bubbly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. That's my, that's my, my, always my rule. Read all my pancake recipes. Um, don't, until you see those bubbles and the skin is not as, it's, it's a bit matte and not as uh, shiny then flip it over. If you flip it over too early, you're not going to get a thick pancake. I just want to give a quick shout out to yes. Byron Chandler who's tuning in. Oh, Byron yeah. has been a longtime fan and um, and he always has been great support. Now, you go ahead. Awesome. Okay, so we also have some more questions from you guys on Instagram and Facebook. So I'm going to ask a few of those. This one is from Tiffany Rodriguez 71 on Instagram. How is my baking affected when I replace sugar with monk fruit or stevia? Oh, oh. it's tough. Stevia is a good question too because I feel like that's co- very common. Yeah, that's a very it's a very big question to answer. They're not um I have an article or one or two articles about using sugar substitutes on the website. For those of you who don't know, those are both sugar substitutes. Um um, stevia is different because you use a tiny amount of stevia so that in itself is different from monk fruit which I think monk fruit you can use one for one I think I, I haven't baked with it in a long time and stevia you ha- would have to use a lot like you, you need even. this much white sugar and this much stevia wow yeah 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 so it, it is different so it uh, was the question how can it affect your baking um, yeah how is it affected it's it, because it is um you're, you're swapping out an ingredient so can you do it Yes, you can try. Will you get the exact same results that I did? Uh, once you start to change ingredients, change quantities, things like that, you, you probably will get different results. Will they be bad? Like maybe not. Maybe be totally fine. But um, just so you know, you will change. Once you start changing stuff, you'll change the outcome of the recipe. Okay. That was good. Okay. Our next one is from Panda Love 918 on Instagram as well. Um, this question is, how do you... This is exactly what we're touching on. How do you create a new recipe? Where do you start? I love that question. Yeah. Because I feel like as a new baker, I'm like, where do I even... Well, how do you Where do you begin? Like, where do you build a recipe? Like, where do you start? You just say, like, eight ounces of butter and then throw in flour. So um, all chefs do this. 
you work from um, an existing or some some sort of an existing recipe okay. and then you can tweak it. I would say as long as you, um, if you're experienced, then you can often like, I look at recipes and I know straight away if they're going to work or not. I can tell what's going to happen. I can tell the result. I know because I've been doing this for years and I've done it wrong as well. Like I've, I've yeah. made mistakes. So I know what will work and what won't work. Um, but if you are a bit of a, a newer baker or don't, um, you know, aren't 100% sure, Try, try a recipe, try, try a recipe first, um, get a baseline for what it is. Then when you get more comfortable, make changes. And, and I will let you know, some, some things are really, like you said, the pound cake, can you make, yeah. is it versatile? You can add stuff to pound cake. You absolutely can. And um, you can add, you know, fruit into cheesecakes. You can, you can do different things. Love some that. recipes, like if you're making rough puff pastry, you can't um, there's some recipes, bread making, pastry making, things like that, where you really do have to stick to um, like what it says and, and your instructions and your ingredients. But, um, you know, experiment, like, you know, and sometimes, sometimes, like you said there with the chocolate chip cookie, um, there's, you know, there's happy accidents. Happy accident. You know, which that was. Now we have a chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, exactly. The, uh, this next one is from, um, let's see, we'll do uh, Zalian Yuzma on Instagram. My buttercream always becomes very lumpy, even though I used crushed powdered sugar. Huh. Is it a mix? Their buttercream is all very lumpy. Make sure your butter is um, really well whipped first with no lumps. Slowly add in your sugar. Make sure it's really well beat. Um, like make sure the Mixed. sugar beats in slowly, um, tablespoon by tablespoon. And just keep that, make sure you're using a whisk or using a whisk attachment. Some people use a K-beater and I'm not the biggest fan of that. Use a whisk attachment and try that. Let's get with some of these questions, yeah, Gina, I think, before, before we sign off. Okay. Um, Here's a one. Any tips, uh, Jay Thomas, any tips for using fondant on a cake? I have to say, I tried fondant once putting yeah. on a cake. It's tricky because I found it cracks and... Um, My favorite fast food dessert. Ooh. All right. What's my favorite fast food dessert? Somebody asked. First, I'll, I'll get to the fondant. Fondant is tricky. Any tips? I do. I've got um, on the website, I've got a, um, a post about um, putting fondant on a cake. It's not easy. I'm not the best cake decorator. I will absolutely admit that. Um, but definitely check that out. We have step-by-step. -step and uh, looks beautiful. Show, and you can always make, a, you can make your own fondant and things like that. That is, you know, trial and error. Try it. You get better at it. You get more confident. What's my favorite fast food? That's a good one. You go first. Um, oh my gosh. I have mine um, ready. Should I go? You go. Okay. I don't know mine. Oreo McFlurry. I had a feeling you were going to say McFlurry, but let me tell you this. So I might have said a McFlurry, but I went to a McDonald's. Uh, it's a good choice. I went to a McDonald's a few years ago in Wexford, Ireland, okay. where I'm from. And thinking, I it was I summer and I wanted an ice cream. Thinking a McFlurry. I remember McFlurries being like really nice things. And do you know what an Oreo is? No, no, yeah. no, no, no. An Aero, an Aero. Do you no, know what an Aero bar no, no, is? No. It's this, um, it's, it's a, a chocolate bar that you get in Europe. It's uh, really bubbly and light and, and fluffy and it like melts in your mouth I and like it. pops and it has little bubbles. It's delicious. So I got an, an Aero McFlurry and I don't know if it was because I wasn't 22 anymore or because I just wasn't like love I didn't love Ori or arrows anymore but I was like this is not what I wrote I thought do it? I thought Oreo I thought um McFlurries were like awesome the thing I didn't love do about it for the me Oreo McFlurry is the ratio they yeah. perfectly mix in like the best ratio you know what I do like 
going to these kinds of places, um, getting a milkshake and French fries. Chocolate yes. milkshake and French fries. Dipping it in, delicious. I don't do dips. People do do that. Oh, we I should have we should have started this in. conversation earlier. Yeah, yeah, do you yeah. dip or do you not? Milkshakes and uh, French fries. When was the last time you had fast food? I think it's been a while. I will say, like, I will go just to get a McFlurry. Well, like, you've that's been to how McDonald's. much I love them. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I will go just literally to get a dessert, and the um, French fries. Of course, are delicious. I feel I was going to. I, I don't. I can't remember the last time I was at a fast food place. I will tell you that when we drive, um, we used to drive up and up north to Cal and uh, California to go to Kevin's family for Thanksgiving. Uh, years ago, before George, we would we would stop at um often and In and Out because we had like very mm. little selection and kind of In and Out we thought was our best selection and also it is yummy. In and Out is yummy. Yeah. Say so the last thing I had was In and Out. I was in Chicago airport the other day and I would love to know where to eat there. Um, I was going to, I saw people with um, Burger King boxes. Yep. I was thinking about going to Burger King. I like it. They're, I did think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, they're delicious. I, I bet it was tasty. I saw a question here too about um, almond milk, making homemade almond milk. Yeah, I have that on the and website. And for those of you who don't know, Gemma makes a lot of things homemade. Was yeah. it your brown sugar? And pretty much anything you can think of that you can make at home, like buttermilk, brown sugar, butter, cream cheese, homemade vanilla extract. She does it all. Her sourdough um, yeast. Sour, my sourdough. Oh, we should have gotten <laughs> out of the fridge. The starter is still in the we fridge. We should have gotten out of the fridge. It's, been in it's very sad looking. Yeah. It'll be fair though. It's like now we're out, like, you know, it's it's been two years since COVID. I think everybody's sourdough is yeah, a little bit sad looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you guys ever want to know, almond milk you said was on Bigger Boulder yeah. Baking. Okay. Yeah. And then also all of these other amazing recipes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, so we're just, I think we're gonna leave it there. Thank you everybody for tuning in. I just want to remind everybody that um you know we have new recipes like if you want to keep on top of what we're doing the need to know podcast is a great one wherever you listen to podcasts mm -hmm. that's where we can be found a new one every sunday um keep in touch with biggerbolderbaking.com new recipes on a daily basis and we have um lots of lots of information lots of great new recipes and things like that and then also you have now access to a 10-day free trial. Sign up. So, so sign up yes. for, um, go to academy.biggerbolderbaking.com. Sign up for that 10-day free trial. All you have to do is a free trial. You're not going to get charged for the rest of the month. Check it out. Let me know what you think. You've got access to everything there. We've got cheesecakes, breads, and we're doing cakes this month. Next month, we're doing fancy French desserts. We're doing macaron making. We're doing croque en bouche. We're doing um, savory baking. We're doing so much and we're getting into so much detail. So I want to see you guys over there. Um, that's it Gina that's it. thank that's you guys us. for listening and always send us your questions thank you for tuning in and uh, um, I'll see you next week for those of you who are listening on the podcast podcast yes. whatever that is yes. uh, this is we, we'll um, they can't see video yes so, yes. <laughs> so catch us on YouTube okay thank you bye bye thank you